0: Welcome into the DNVR Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Kreisman. with me as always, the team of Rudo and AJ getting ready to watch the Avs in round two. But before all that, got a little gaming morning chat to talk about on this day with uh, E3 right around the corner and getting hyped on games these days, though obviously you guys are focused on the playoffs. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out right after the season wraps up. Uh, june 12th e3 coming up uh but we were also just having this conversation amongst ourselves that these gaming expos you know that used to be huge deals especially i feel like as all of us were coming of age uh in high school and college they were these big events and that's where you learned all the big news of the year and now it's like there are several different gaming expos horizon just did their own state of play the other day that were like, our new game's coming out. We're throwing ourselves a party. We don't need anyone else to, to talk about it or whatever. And all of the leaks. So are you hyped for E3? Do you still get hyped for these kinds of things? Not anymore. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I haven't been hyped for E3. <sighs> I'm a, I'm a touch younger than you guys. I used to get hyped for it all the time. But I think it was like my senior year of high school when they first decided E3 is no longer open to the public. And it like broke yeah. my heart. <laughs> yeah. That was a that
2: was a tough decision because going to E3 was always one of those things, right? Yep. Like when it was like, oh man. One of these days I'm gonna grow up, I'm gonna get a job, they're gonna give me money, and I'm gonna tell them, No thanks. I'm going to I'm going to E3 for a few days with that money they gave me. Thanks, guys, bye. And then and and like they were like no
1: as no. an adult i totally get it like the video game scene was way too big to like have a million people run through a convention center to try and play all these let's be honest shitty demos of video games <laughs> like it it was definitely better for the companies to to do that but yeah a small part of me lost some faith in humanity that I couldn't go to E3 anymore. No and, new things for you. But in the modern era, look, uh, one of the coolest things ever over the not-so-great times of the pandemic was things like BlizzCon Online, where it's things like all of these companies moving more towards uh, uh, like Nintendo Direct style of being like, we're going to do a show and just live stream it, and you can watch everything that we're gonna do in the next year or whatever coming up. And and those are dope.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's I think that's where some of like E three just loses yeah. a lot of its luster. You know, when Blizzard just decided we're not going anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, like we have our own. We have enough franchises, enough flagship franchises on our own that we can just have our own thing we charge money for and turn this into a whole event where we just celebrate ourselves every year. And then a few years later, Nintendo's like, why are we going to this? <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, we're just going to pre record a bunch of videos. Like, it's like, it's like our, it's like the trade deadline videos that Rudo and I did for the Avs this year. Yep we just sat down and recorded a bunch of them about a bunch of different teams yeah. and it was like that's a, the nintendo it's exactly what nintendo's been doing for what like
1: yeah like 5 years maybe longer although i will say devolver digital is almost single-handedly saving e3 with their press conferences if you yeah. haven't if you haven't watched an evolver digital e3 press conference, go watch all of them immediately. It's must see. Yeah. You know, then,
2: yeah. Like the press conferences used to be such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. You remember? Because it was like like, okay, well, Microsoft just was, you know, oh, Microsoft is now a player. Like when E3 was going on, like Microsoft wasn't even involved in this. Right. The entire time, you know, like they just showed up one day and were like, "We're in the console game now," and And they had. Then it was like
1: come out on stage, and it was
2: well. It was like it was there was there was such an element of showmanship, you know. There was such an element of winning. E three was a huge part of yeah. There these three companies, right we're always trying to win E3. And then they started to be like, and then like EA had their own conference. And then you started to see the bigger companies would host their own. And it became less and less about Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, especially as the reality is, is that console exclusives just stopped being a big deal as time went on. Yeah. And they started and it was like, companies were like, you know, we make way more money if we make games on both consoles.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I, I mean, the the list goes on, right? There's so many iconic moments. The uh, the famous after the the Sega Saturn gets announced, Sony walks to the stage, grabs the mic, just says two ninety nine, and walks off the stage. Because the Dreamcast at the time was three ninety nine, they announced. Yeah, and like Sony knew they had the biggest dunk in the history of video games. <laughs> oh man, the price, the price <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah. I remember what was it? Which which iteration of the PlayStation where it was like six hundred dollars? Yeah, everybody, and everybody like universally recoiled and was like, what? "F bad." Yeah, I think i them three. Yeah, and it all enthusiasm about what i can't even remember which one it was if it was three or yeah. i think it was three i think yeah. it was
1: three in the 360 yeah and
2: it was like never mind yeah xbox <laughs> winning
0: this generation uh that yeah man they just the, the, those big moments it does look like a couple of these companies are gonna try to do and i I wonder how much of it is was pandemic related and things got delayed or or whatever and they're holding on to certain announcements because it does look like microsoft and bethesda and square enix are gearing up for a little bit more of an old school style they're having press conferences they're promising to announce new games update on games they're 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 both making big promises financially this year so as much as it's not the same thing and and you can even branch off from e3 or whatever but is i mean what is the best way to learn about a new game these days if it's not at an e3 or a tgs or or one of these gaming expos we, we talked about you know the gaming awards show they they reveal a lot of stuff there but uh i know i'm i'm more into the gaming awards than than you guys were or whatever but like it so so yeah i mean how do you Will you? I guess is E three more fun? Like after the fact, you'll just you'll wait until after and see whatever came out. But you'll just be excited about individual games if Bethesda announces something dope. I I think
2: because of the number of leaks that we have leading up to it, like even in even in chat, Henry's already got it. The Nintendo is announcing a new Switch finally. Yeah, and you can see like their stock prices has been going up because Mm -hmm. it always does. Right right in anticipation of the big announcement. And like, we know that stuff is coming, right? Like Mm -hmm. neat.
1: It's, I mean, the entire landscape of how games get announced is so different now. Like what? it was two years ago now, right? That Bethesda literally showed like a 35 second clip of a landscape and they were like, yep. The next generation of the Elder Scrolls is coming, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And and just, sometimes it's okay to be quiet.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just you the know, internet culture like leaks on games go so far, and there's so many rabid fans that just are constantly digging into the info that it's like you could wake up on any given day and there's some massive news story. If you run in the right circles about the video game company and what's next for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. There is something though, about seeing it. Uh, I'm with our guy as this is Matt, but our guys over at crashing game night, give them a follow-up. They're fantastic. Um, but, but talking about needing to see, you know, halo, <laughs> for example, It's like, uh, you know, it's one thing to have the announcement, to have the leak. uh, But at some point, you got to show us the game. We got to be able to play the game. Uh, Are you guys demo guys these days? Because demos used to be, you know, you maybe got one if you bought another game or it came in a cereal box or some shit. Now it's just, you know, you go on to your (laughs) device, whatever you're using, console or PC, you download a demo. Is that the best way to decide these days? whether something's for you or not.
1: It is for I me. I, yeah, so, I mean, I had the Xbox Magazine for a while growing up, so you'd get the demo discs with those. Um, I think now I'm more of a, a demo guy now than I ever was. We, we've talked before on the show, if you haven't watched, go go back and find it, about the hype cycle of video games and how games just get torn the hell apart because they get overhyped and never really? live up to it a quality demo will give you a realistic expectation for what a game is going to be. Wow. Um And I mean, there's another conversation there too, about how often do demos even exist anymore? Companies will just be like, here's our beta pay us to play the beta version of our game. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean on Steam you have the entire early access yeah. community, yeah. right? Where now it's just like it's some of these games just never leave it.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, all that stuff. Again, these are just all the reasons why, you know, getting together in one place to announce a brand new video game just isn't quite the <laughs> the spectacle that it used to be. Um, and and like, don't get me wrong,
1: those those demos at E3 are absolutely curated to the absolute max of they're like, all right, you're going to play yeah. the exact six minutes of our game. And it's going to be the prettiest part of the game that we have, but it still gives you a feel for how the game actually plays.
0: Yeah. And you know, you're I, open. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, we talked about this earlier too, with the access and everything. I know crashing game night gets to go and cover it. Um, and, and they've done that in the past. Uh, you can check them out on YouTube and stuff. And like, if given the opportunity to tag along with Matt and the boys, I would jump at that 100,000%. Oh, yeah. Say, hey, Brandon, sorry, I got to take a couple of days. I'm going to E3. Are so you
2: kidding? Like if you days. told Brandon that, Brandon would be like, all right, I'm going, with-, I'm going
0: with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as much as we're all sitting here saying, hey, look, it's not what it used to be. Uh, you know, it's too bad. You know, sitting here, we're probably not mm-hmm. all three of us going to. I'll probably watch the Square Enix presser, obviously, because I'm curious their products and uh but even then it's funny because like you said the leaks are, are basically out there's already the rumors about there's going to be a souls-like Final Fantasy game so if and when they announce that I'm gonna be hyped but I'm like yeah okay we knew that was coming you know some of these other things they and as we talked about with the with their big MMO with Final Fantasy 14 they have their own stuff like they just a couple of weeks yeah. ago held a big party and and we're talking mm-hmm. about their new expansion and and revealed a bunch of stuff so it's just like I know anything.
2: about that now.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You guys are in. Like, still, still very, very new though, right? Just downloaded it. Have you even started yet, or you're, you're Oh yeah, it?
2: I'm um, level twenty two now.
0: Okay. What class
2: are you playing? Um, the black mage. Nice. Nice.
0: All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be curious once you get a little further into that. What do you think of it, especially as an MMO? veteran you know we'll be um
2: when this when when this pod finishes up we'll be playing it this afternoon before abs game
0: grants in with let's go abs and let's go skyrim 2021
1: sometimes games have to die
2: uh it's time for skyrim yeah
1: it's time to go
2: well it's like well and it's like um uh GTA Five, yeah, which is like a launch, which has been a launch title on like what three, three different consoles. consoles <laughs> yeah. you are like, how is this still appealing?
0: Come on, man. Um, okay, all of that said, let's first do some some hypothetical announcements, and then we'll do some stuff You know. About. Is there anything that Microsoft but that that that's within the realm of like what would be an announcement that would make you go, oh damn, E three was kind of lit this year. or whatever just like is there something that could come out of some of these companies or like is there something about the Super Nintendo Switch that would get you more excited about it re- beyond just knowing that it exists in any of these things?
2: What's its battery life?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh now we're seeing now we're talking mm. it's that the the new price point battery life is new pr- price point yeah.
2: Yeah, because that's my that's the literally the one complaint I have about my Switch. Yeah, is that it's just the battery life needs to be a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if there's anything about the Switch that could really sell me on it being an unbelievable announcement, since you already know the new one's coming. But, yeah. Um, for Bethesda. I suppose if they were to announce that Starfield was going to release this year, I would be super hyped.
0: There we go. There's a thing. I'm getting into that.
1: I don't think it's even remotely possible that that game is ready before 2022. So, <laughs> right. um,
0: yeah. And I'm with Matt. I'd like to see where Metroid is. Um, it's very is the curious. thing. Like,
2: there's a bunch of franchises that we could just pull names out of and
1: be like. Give
0: me that, and just, I'll be
1: happy. Just go back yeah. to the well. Every company
0: in video right, game yeah. history. <laughs>
2: well, when it's like like Nintendo, it's like where my where's my F Zero game? Yeah. You know?
0: I was actually uh, hanging out with some friends uh, a couple of days ago, and they, they've got this cool weird like Nintendo emulator thing. It's not the SNES Classic; it's something else entirely. It's got like every Nintendo game on it, and I pulled up F Zero and they hadn't heard about it. And our friend Amanda was like. Wait, is this like Mario Kart but in the future and with hovercrafts? So I was like, that nailed it. That's exactly And
2: it is. much 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 harder. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, but she's like, "Why isn't there more of this?" And I was just like, I can't. I don't I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. I had Dolphin. I had Dolphin for a long time. Yeah,
0: I've
1: yeah. I messed around with Dolphin as well.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, so then beyond that cuz you're right, we could all just point to the classic you know, franchises and say mm-hmm. more new, better of this would be good. When was the last time you can remember something totally new getting announced that did surprise you that you hadn't heard of before? And you went, Oh, that actually looks pretty dope. It doesn't have to be the exact last night. It's not like we've all got, you know, inside, but can you think of a time in reason recent... I'll, I'll give you one if, if while you're thinking of it um, when Elden Ring was announced not too long ago, that kind of came out of nowhere uh, from the From Software guys and George R. R. Martin apparently has enough time to write a video game <laughs> before finishing those novels. But that was just kind of a, an out of the blue like, oh, well, and, and, and almost exists like they showed very little in, in terms of what the game's actually going to be. Right. It's existing largely on its credentials and like one teaser trailer now. But still, I, I remember that grabbing my attention. Uh, as just a totally new IP. Biomutants, the other one, which looks super dope and is now getting mixed reviews. But yeah, those good. reviews
1: are not encouraging. They're, man. They're not.
0: I'm, I'm bummed because it looked like there was so much potential. I'll still check it out eventually, but you see a new IP and you go, hey, look, people are being creative. I want to embrace this. And then it goes, oh, maybe they weren't being quite as creative as you thought. I don't know.
1: I mean, the last one that really truly got me super hyped was years and years ago now, but uh, when they announced Wildstar, I was super pumped on it. it. I mean, it was, you know, it was the same vein of every MMO at the time, where they're like, this one's gonna be the next WoW killer! Blah, 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 blah. But
2: this that one... Death of WoW. Yeah,
1: and okay. it never is. It never is, nope. but it was the first time in a long time where I felt like a game took some risks in the genre that it's in. Like it tried to implement other things from other game styles that other people weren't really doing. And again, in the modern day, I it's really hard for me to get too hyped on anything because I see the trailer and I'm like, that looks super dope. This game looks fun, but I have no idea how it's going to play. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's my thing is that there's always a, teaser teaser trailer stopped being meaningful to me yeah uh because I'm always just like alright, cool show me gameplay how does it actually function because uh-huh. that's where I'm gonna be spending all my time anybody can make a cool two and a half minute video like wow look at this amazing game that we're building and it's
0: just like all right what was the oh now I'm a uh... Now I'm blanking on it. The most famous one, it was the big war game that did that for, I think it was that same console, the PS3, Xbox 360, and it was Summit 3 and they released this trailer and it just looked like beyond believably amazing. And that's because it was, it wasn't, they were running it on like the most powerful computers possible and it was all pre-rendered and none of it was gameplay. And it was, I, I feel like that was, one of the worst examples of that having ever happened, and the industry in general has been trying to recover ever since. I wish I could remember. you you guys remember what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't. War Zone or something like that? I don't think the game ended up being all that
1: It it would have been like Modern Warfare or something
0: back in that era. No, earlier than Watch Dogs, JC. A little bit older than that. but
1: Black Ops, maybe? Who knows?
0: I don't know. Henry, I'm also curious about the Sonic Colors thing, actually, but Sonic is experiencing a a quiet little uh, uh, comeback in the last couple. Sonic Team Racing is dope. Speaking of kart racers, if you're into it, uh, the movie, we've obviously talked about that. So I'm curious if the Sonic franchise can do some fun things. It's
2: It's always been in a tough spot to reinvent
1: itself. Killzone. Ah, uh, kill zone yeah that's Casey right got it. that's right you know those games actually ended up being okay yeah, yeah they were fine they weren't you know i, I, I mean, really you- liked
2: the uh the online multiplayer was cool because it would like drop you into sets of games yeah and like it was like okay you've got a your team versus this team in a best of 5 with rotating game types it wasn't yeah. just like Team Deathmatch, first one to fifty, go 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 go, and it was, uh, God, yeah, doing this again, because that's I, where that's where shooters lost me. Although I was deep in the minority on that opinion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of same though. So, boy, boy, yeah, and then I found CS:GO, and that was that. But <laughs> I mean let's be honest did sonic not have anywhere to go but up after sonic boom
0: like yeah it's been a rough (sighs) decade and a half at least for (laughs) sonic um yeah it'd be nice to see one of gaming's early flag bearers like return a little bit because yeah that's been rough um Castlevania doing it, but mostly on the TV side. They haven't had a good Castlevania game in a while. That's another franchise I'd like to see actually produce a video game. But at least we've got content there. Mega Man has been in a weird rut for a while, too. Those old franchises. Yeah, there
2: was like that brief revival where a couple of Mega Man games came out and they were the old school style. Yeah. And then...
1: I mean Silent. Mega Man does seem like a franchise that's hard to bring into like a modern style of video game. And don't get me wrong, they could just make another side scroller and it'd be dope, but
0: yeah. To yeah. innovate or do something different. Yeah. I, I mean the
2: Streets of Rage 4 just came out and it's just like
0: it's all
2: nostalgia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's dope,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's really fun,
0: but yeah, it's it's,
2: it's not- hilarious unlocking all the old characters from the earlier Streets of Rage games. Yeah, you get dropped in there and you're playing with them and you're like, wow, this is so crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a great time, but you know, it's it's the same thing. New Battletoads came out yeah. uh last year and sat down and beat that with some friends in one night. You
1: know, that's, too that's... Easy for a battle. yeah, dude, that's honestly that's what I want. I want more games that buy into the hard to play of old video games and, and look, I get Dark Souls series exists. Honestly, I think it's a little bit overhyped on how difficult it is. It's not easy, but you have people running around breezing through these games with playing no hit runs. Like they never get hit runs. Right. And like a great example is Shovel Knight. The end of Shovel Knight with all the expansions, everything is unbelievably difficult and that's great. But I want to see a true triple a title with like that
0: level of difficulty in it. Yeah. And again, that's something that Castlevania could do. It took me fifteen yeah. years to beat Castlevania Three. I never beat Castlevania One, and I played that game all. Oh,
2: it was hard. Um,
0: Part did, of it is just
2: that those old NES games like that were really unforgiving, man. Like yeah. you get, oh, you get three lives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You go all the way back to the yeah when you die.
2: Like, oh, but, hey, there's, there's 15 levels here through this castle that you have to yeah. work your way through or whatever. And it's...
0: I think the... Yeah, it's a lot of work. second-to-last episode of the Castlevania show, that my understanding is this last season is going to be its final season, was basically an homage to that of, like, it's just, like, absolutely <laughs> absurdly difficult, constant run where it feels like the characters on screen memorized the level. It really is because like, Real. I was the way to beat those games. And I could still probably run through by muscle memory level five of Castlevania three. Uh, so I'm with you there in some respects, but I also I ain't got time for that shit these days. There's, there's the other part of it. Yeah. I don't have time to play a game for two hours and not have gotten anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> in college, college, give, give me that. <laughs> that all day that was my jam in college but now it's like i want to have progressed two hours in the story or the or the whatever you know so i'm a wimp i'm a, I'm a wimp these days i'm playing horizon on regular difficulty not easy though and so that game presents a challenge i feel when like
2: when you do when you guys fire up games how do you go how do you go about picking their difficulty is it like you just grab the height the hardest one that you can or is it like a mixture of them depending on the game
1: i would say for me it's never the middle (laughs) (laughs) it's either like i boot up the game and i'm like i want to feel like superman today and set it on easy and go off or I boot up the game and it's like I want you to abuse me. <laughs> Please hurt me. Hurt me, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Make it hurt.
2: That's definitely yeah. I don't ever, I don't ever pick the easy on in anything.
0: Yeah. I uh so. Yeah, it really depends on the game for me because there's a there's a lot of games, like I said, you know, especially with limited time, there are some games I will play just for the story or mainly for the story and a little bit of the gameplay and all that. And I'll put some of those on easy, but it's been a while since I've done that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I actually do go with normal most of the time uh, because I again, I don't need the excessive challenge, but I don't want to feel like I'm I'm cheating the game either. Like I want a little bit of something. Um, yeah. But they did an interesting thing with the Final Fantasy 7 remake where hard mode actually plays differently. It's not just like more of a challenge. There's that, too. But there are certain caveats like you're not allowed to use items. Um, so it changes the the nature of the gameplay. And there's more things that you have access to on hard mode. So that game fully rewards you for choosing to go on. On hard mode not just with more of a difficulty but with other stuff so i was like yeah if more games did that i would probably choose the more difficult challenge if i felt like i was getting more than just <laughs> more of my time sucked away <laughs> from losing but um you know um yeah it, it, kind of like that i'll, I'll start normal yeah. pump it up if it if it's too easy if, if i need the challenge but I'm also not as quite as good at video games as I used to be. Great at the show. Maybe it's because I just put it all into one. I <laughs> just, just play the show these days. Cause I feel like my, my mechan like playing Horizon has been like relearning how to play action games all over again. The the dodge, find the weak spot, and hit it mechanic is like relearning how to ride a bike or something. <laughs>
1: it's dude, it's hard not to mono game as an adult. Like yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I try to jump around a little bit. I'm lucky that Katie has gotten into games a bit. So there are some that she likes. And so she wants to play bug snacks or horizon or whatever. And so that helps get with the the diversity. We were going to get into bio mutant if it had, you know, rated out better. And again, I don't like trusting the, the ratings all the time. that, Oh, well, people are ranking this bad. So it's probably bad. We might love it. I don't know, but I'm going to have to, you know, play a demo now or, or figure out, or figure uh, see that's counted and those kinds of things. It's yeah.
2: I typically it's it's like okay, what are the complaints? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: because
2: it's like, what am I after what am I interested in the game for? And how yeah. much of the complaints come from that interest? Right. Where it was like Wastelands 3 came out, I think, mean, last year. And that's supposed it's been billed as like XCOM with friends, yeah. And I was a huge XCOM fan. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. And then you go and you read all the reviews for it, and all the reviews are like, this game is really good unless you try and play online with your friends where the online just doesn't work very well. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, there, that was a the whole, the whole, selling whole lot of interest for me. <laughs> so
0: right. I will be waiting on that until it's fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing happens with the show. Like, people will trash or love the game based entirely on modes i've never touched i'm playing the game for 12 years and you know road to the show is a big one a lot of people really love taking their guy through the minors having him become the thing you know road to the show that's a very popular mode never i played it once or twice back in the day it wasn't for me
2: Um, oh i love it i wish the rockies would stop trading me
0: (laughs) (laughs) really you want to play for this team (laughs) i keep
2: trying like Oh, God. I even go Did back, you know like I win the MVP, and I like turn down three hundred and fifty million dollars from the Astros, and I'm like, please let me put, let me go back to Coors Field and sign with the Rockies. I want to play for you,
0: but Dick Momford's like, and I get
2: a, I get a month, I get a month into my like bullshit contract that they're giving me because it's like fake money. Who cares? Right? And they trade me to the Rangers or the Cardinals, and I'm just like, stop it. <laughs>
0: I just want to play for this goddamn franchise. (laughs) That's too realistic, MLB The Show. Yeah,
2: I'm like, golly. Rockies are punishing me for being, I want to play for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. (sighs) Uh, Yeah, so is there anything coming up just in general? I guess we can finish out on this. Um, what are we, what are we most hyped for these days? What are we playing? I know you guys are really busy, but what are you planning on getting back into a little bit more once the abs you know run through and, and walk away with Lord Stanley's cup
1: 9.1.
0: <laughs> yeah, by the time the abs are done,
1: hopefully 9.1 is the thing. Um, in this quick little break since the Avs made quick business of the first round. Uh, I've actually been playing a little bit of track mania. If you know or don't know what that is, Mm -hmm. uh, it's been around forever. The free game, the base game is totally free to play. Uh, It's basically just the current game without going into the arcade because games have arcades where you can do virtually anything these days. But the main base game is 25 tracks that changes seasonally that everyone in the game can just run. Most of them are anywhere from 15 to like seconds to like two minutes long. Uh, and people just play them and you race and compare times and people go insane trying to get these times like stupidly low. Like I, I think like my goal on it is to get most of my times to like top 50 in Colorado. And I have a couple that are top 50 in Colorado that are like 200,000th in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I want to check that out. Fascinating um
2: i've it's just been revisiting the catalog for me uh on pc uh i played through valkyria chronicles 4 again um on the switch i've been replaying my way through fire emblem um and then i because i played through the original fire emblem which they released over the winter uh they they Westernized it for the first time.
0: All oh, right,
2: and so and I'd never played it, obviously. Uh, so I played, I played through that. That game is interesting. They don't tell you anything about it. Like the fact that I play Fire Emblem, like means I know how to like more or less understand what I'm doing. They didn't tell you anything about it. They just dropped you into the field and they were like, "Good luck." <laughs> I had it. Like you don't know anything about like the the little system that they have, where it's you know each they have like the little weapon triangle, and it's you have to be in the right matchup, and there are certain things that you avoid. And, and it, it was interesting because they just didn't tell you anything. They literally drop you into the field, the opening field in the first game, and they're like, "All right, go, yeah, go do your thing, rock and, and roll." You're just like. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna smoke this whole field of uh, people then. So
1: that, I mean, that's actually an interesting conversation to me. Um, as I'm sure AJ knows, like I've gotten my wife into WoW quite a bit over the last year or so, and I love my wife to death, and she's 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 a very solid WoW player, but
2: an important qualifier,
1: yeah. <laughs> Now, she's a very solid WoW player. She's not. She doesn't even struggle. She's she's good. But there are a few things that happen where, because I've been playing video games my entire life, she's like, "Oh, how do I do this thing?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? You just you just do it.
0: You just, just... <laughs> do the thing. Play the game. Yeah. It yeah." It,
1: I, it's like hard for me to even like describe and tell her what to do because it's like I've been doing this in every video game in my entire life for 29 years now so I just it's not even something I consciously register
2: I have a similar issue with the fiance
1: good to know um, I'm not alone at least <laughs> well
2: because we play over Kirk together oh boy and it's not it's not so much of a we want to murder each other it's a i didn't know that she had no experience with console gaming she didn't play console games growing up so she's not comfortable with a controller i was
0: going to say the controller is just a
2: yeah yeah and and so when we play <laughs> we're kind of putting her on blast here but when we play it's so funny sometimes cuz you'll when she moves around She moves in straight
0: lines. Yeah, Katie does the same thing. And she'll she'll like turn
2: and then run and then turn and then run. And it's just like you can run diagonally. (laughs) You can save yourself a lot of time. And she's just not comfortable with it. And and you think back and it's like I I was so young when I picked up my first console. I, I don't remember learning these things. Right. I've only just known how to do them my whole life, right. and so it's bl- it blew my mind. Like when she was like, "Well, I never did it. I I just assumed." Like she's been she's been a video game player for such a long time, right? That I I didn't know, you know, and and then like watching it, watching somebody learn that, I understand like the dual stick thing in like an FPS. I totally that's complicated it is yeah. not in any way intuitive it feels t- I remember learning that and it was awful
0: yeah. like I
2: remember I remember time splitters and sitting down and being like this is so foreign to me but the but the her learning how to just like
1: use a controller
2: in general I was like
1: well wow and I okay. do think uh, part of it is modern games do make it easier right like I'm sure you guys remember growing up. Even before a dual stick, like playing Super Mario 64, and you just go a direction, and the camera's just like, nah, dude, we're good. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just deal with it. You just have to run towards the camera on this one and hope you don't fall off. It's
0: fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when they yeah. had buttons designed specifically for that camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 1 had maybe the worst camera setup of any game I've ever played, where it was kind of auto zoom tagged to the R1 and L1 buttons so you could swing the camera but to like kind of predetermine it was awful it was and those are buttons that could have been used for like blocking or doing moves or any number so it's just the most complicated awkward situation like this sucks by kingdom Hearts 2 they figured out you put the camera on the right stick i think everyone figured that out after a while but yeah. uh and, and even that becoming intuitive of like no you can move the camera around katie yeah. it all the time like yeah you just use move the stick. And, Uh, It's, yeah. It's wild.
1: They they don't know the pain of having to stop moving to aim your gun in Goldeneye.
0: Right? Oh, jeez. The the anxiety. Uh, Using the C-stick for the camera in Turok. Oh, Oh.
2: Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) C-stick or buttons or whatever. Oh, man. Such a weird thing. It was a weird thing. It's a very strange thing, but still, hooray for the GameCube. (laughs) I just, I just told my, I actually just traded in a bunch of old video game consoles because we're getting ready to move and I don't have a TV to plug them into anymore. I don't have any games for them. I don't have controllers for them. I don't even think I've got the full plug for them, but still, I shed a single tear of sadness when I traded in my GameCube and my Dreamcast and uh, an old DS. And I just... I could have held on to them, I guess, but I don't know for what maybe twenty, thirty years from now those are worth something, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's wild to me that the handheld market just sort of yeah. disappeared. It stopped. Yeah. Like I used to play my 3DS all the time. Yeah. Yep. And now, you know, part of that is like the switch, right? Like they yeah. combined, they figured out a way to combine it.
0: Even phones right but
2: yeah i mean sure like mobile games are enormous it's an enormous market i'm literally playing a mobile game on my computer right now it's playing itself but you know i'm doing my daily chores and it's just crazy to me that like the handheld market was so big like there our entire lives it was like the game boy and
1: yeah, you Dude, know, and then when they announced the PSP, it was crazy. Yeah,
2: and then you had the chick that the that licked the PSP and put it into the <laughs> the stratosphere for nerds, and yeah. and it was like, and it was like, handhelds were always like a thing that kind of ran on their own timeline. Yeah, in yep. In a within a company, and then they were just yeah, they were just done with it. Like Microsoft, like jumps into the into the console game,
1: and is like. Handhelds
0: <laughs> We're good.
1: Have you seen the size of our controller? You think we're gonna make a handheld? Yeah,
0: put a screen on the Xbox controller.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have been the, would have been the switch before the switch. <laughs>
0: <Totally>. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, that, that's interesting, I wonder, but uh, I do think yeah, playing stuff on the phones like there's a lot of old, like you can play pretty much every old two d Final Fantasy game on your phone. So it is interesting that they have uh franchises and stuff
1: more than a few ports for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: that they've done that. That especially the Final Fantasy franchise has gone hard into the paint with yeah. the uh we're gonna port this to everything. Like yep. I can buy I can buy the old Final Fantasies on every in every shop in on every device. Yeah. Imaginable.
0: Yeah. It's so smart. It, yeah. And then when you've got a back catalog like that, where people are just like, these games are great. Everyone should play them. And they're like, we'll make them readily available on Switch and Steam and mobile devices and in the PlayStation Store, except for Tactics, for some reason. Drives me nuts. The only way to have played the most updated version of Final Fantasy Tactics which is an extraordinary game. It was a, P, a PSP game. So if you've got were, a PSP and Final Fantasy Taxes, War of the Lions, congratulations to you. None of the rest of us can play it. It's not on Steam. It's not on... They
2: steam. were pretending that it didn't exist.
0: Yeah. Jerks. Love that game. And bring back Chrono Trigger. I think they put that on Steam, but my understanding is that the Steam of port of Chrono Trigger sucks. So I don't know Most Steam ports suck. <laughs> Make Steam ports better, then. What the right. f-
1: Robin Leonard is starting game one. <laughs> They're starting Leonard. What a universe! I'm oh, glad God. I
2: wrote my whole preview about Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> uh,
0: and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> these guys are gonna go get ready to watch some hockey. I'm gonna go watch some, I'll call it baseball. Uh, <laughs> when it's the Rockies playing the Pirates, it's you know, it's borderline, but. Uh, We'll we'll keep you updated on on whether or not any of these stuff we did or did not get hyped for. I guess we're we're only getting so hyped these days. uh, Uh, I'm still going to get hyped for whatever that, that Square announcement is, obviously, but beyond that everybody talks big until the announcements actually happen and then we all oh, yeah. fanboy out like <laughs> oh my god it looks amazing Yeah, I hope there's new stuff that's my that's my big hope for E3 is that because you never know what is you know what, what companies haven't told us yet and I hope there's some legitimate surprises it's always one of the fun things or it used to be one of the fun things about these they've been fewer and farther between over the years but hit us with some surprises oh So thank you all for hanging out with us for this episode of the DNVR Gaming Podcast. Let us know what you'd like to see at E3, what you're most hyped on, what you'd like to hear us talk about in future episodes of the DNVR Gaming Podcast. And let us know what you're playing. One of the best ways to do that is to become a subscriber to the DNVR.com. First, you get all the the sports content, all the written content, obviously. You get constant discounts. You also get to hang out with us in the Discord channel, talking video games 24-7. So let us know what you're playing, what you're digging on, what you want to hear about uh, in the coming weeks and uh, what you want us to be playing as these guys ultimately will wrap up their season. And we, I will, you know, not be covering the postseason this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have some interesting time uh, once we get to the end of summer and into fall uh, for, for some gaming. So thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate you for AJ and Rudo. I've been true and we will see you next time.